Date of recording, January 25, 2021. Song credit, Trips by Tofamore and Alex Elena. Welcome to today's episode of Let's Talk Media with Vedant Akari. For today's episode, we're talking about Euphoria, the awesome HBO show. And to talk about it, we have Miss Jessica Cook here today. Hey, Jessica, welcome to the show. Hey, hey, Vedan, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Just moved back to college, my first apartment this morning. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm actually staying home for a while um, to just do projects and stuff. And then I'll head back up to school at Penn State around like late February, early March. Yeah. So do you just want to introduce yourself to us? Tell us who you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know it was like on like one or two of your episodes previously, but now I'm back. I don't know how you're going to do how you're dealing with me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm glad you laughed at that. But um, um, yeah, so yeah, my name is Jess. I am a junior at Penn State. I am studying film, but I'm also studying business as well because I feel that people should know the business side of the entertainment industry. So please know that, read your contracts and everything else. And yeah, I am an artist. I would class my class I would classify myself as an artist. I make projects and I'm currently working on a comedy show while I'm back at home in Florida. Yes, and it's great you're in business. You know, we support women in business here. Yes, we support like artists supports artists. That's been like a big thing since this pandemic really started. Even like before, but this pandemic really showed us that. We should support artists. <laughs> exactly. And so speaking of the pandemic, was it the pandemic that caused you to just browse through HBO and watch Euphoria or were you a fan before the pandemic? I was a huge fan of Euphoria before the pandemic started because that show came out, I believe in 2019. So that was like a year before the pandemic started. Um, and it was so good. I've been a huge fan since 2019, and I was really hoping for season two in 2020. But with the pandemic, it halted production for the cast and crew of Euphoria. So that sucked. But now we have two special episodes, so I'm okay. I'm content for a while, but I hope Euphoria season two will come out this summer. Please, I swear. <laughs> Please come out in summer 2021, yes. Euphoria, yes. please. Yes, please. I, I need to have more answers and see more of the cast. So did you watch it, like, did you binge watch all of season one? Or did you watch it as it came out? I watched it as it came out. I, oh my God. How did you survive that? Just, are you asking if, like, waiting for it to come out? Like, every yeah. I cannot remember much, like, what happened, but... It's nice to just wait and just take a breather and just like think about like, okay, what does this episode like mean? What's like the metaphors in this show? And then you're just waiting for like the anticipation of like what's cool that's coming next in that episode. The next episode, I mean. I agree with you. And I did a previous episode about binge watching and how when you watch so many episodes of such a dense show all in one, you might miss out on those things compared to, you know, instead if you just watch them in shorter bites, you might absorb it deeper. That's something that definitely happened to me with this show, where I had to look up various summaries and analysis videos because I didn't pick up on those because I watched them all at once. Yes, and like, how was your first time watching it? So my first time watching it, um, I take a class at Ithaca College called Media Aesthetics and Analysis, where basically for a final project, they have to 
show a TV episode to class, to our class, and then just analyze it, you know, like cinematography, editing, that sort of stuff. And so I don't remember the name of the woman, but this one woman in my class showed Euphoria as an example. And that was, I believe, in fall of 2019. Fall 2019, and I did not have HBO or HBO Max later on until I would say January 2021 is when I got HBO Max. And so I finally watched Euphoria all in one go. No, I'm glad you like finally watched it. I know we talked about it like a couple of times and I was like, oh, thank God he's watching. It's my favorite show, like I told you. And I watched it probably, it feels like I've watched it over a hundred times. I sometimes just go back to like certain episodes, just watch how cool it is. And I feel like it has a major influence like on a bunch of artists and just people in general. Oh, definitely. I mean, the cinematography is beautiful and I can definitely see why some of the shots and some of the metaphors, like the season one finale where, and again, this is going to be full of spoilers, just a warning, you know, the season one finale where there's this choir, you know, I'm sure some people, some artists will take inspiration from that for future projects. I just think there's just a lot here that people can use, can learn from this specific TV show. Exactly. How did you think the cast was in the show? I'm a huge fan of Zendaya from obviously the MCU. I love Zendaya from there. And she was on another show called Casey Undercover, which I never watched. I wasn't really a Disney person, but, you know, I really liked her acting in Spider-Man. And, you know, it's just I was a little bit worried because it is so opposite something in the MCU because this is like very dark and serious. It's like 13 reasons why, but done right, if you get what I'm saying. I 100% agree with you on that. I remember watching that show and I said, uh, I get the point, but Euphoria did it so much better and very, it was very real. And it, cause it was also on HBO too. I feel like they could be like super raw and like show nudity and like really show like what high school kids went through. So yeah. Yeah, that reminds me. So I guess my first question is, what is it like to watch a show centered around high schoolers now that you've lived through high school? And how is that different from when you were in high school? Oh, you're making me feel old now. Okay. Because <laughs> we, we, we graduated like three years ago, right? Yeah, 2018, three years ago. That's, wow, that's wild. Wow. So to answer that question, it is relatable, um, but I... Okay, my life is not like Euphoria. I would just say that I did not go to crazy parties. I did not drink. I did not do drugs. I literally was just like, okay, I can't relate to this, but I know some kids in back then for us did have parties and probably were that crazy. Maybe not, I don't know. I was never invited, but also I did not care. Um, but it's just relatable just for kids who are feeling insecure and just don't know like where to go and confuse about their life like for example i feel that rue is just confused like where she wants to go and relying on things and like we have jules her like friend and she's just confused like she spoiler she runs away and like it's confusing and it's everything else you know what i mean it's confusing like we have insecurities and these kids really show it in the show I, did you like also feel like there was like some insecurities that these characters have? I think Sam Levinson did a really good job portraying like high school kids in a way, even though we didn't do like the crazy party stuff. So do you watch other shows or movies like recently that are also set in high school or is Euphoria the exception? 
13 Reasons Why was a big connection to it. There was this movie called The Edge of 17. It has Haley Steinfeld in oh, it. That's an amazing movie. Thank you, I agree so well. I agree with that. Haley Steinfeld does such a great job with that role. Um, and then of course we have some like good classics of like, what was the word? Um, the Breakfast Club. My favorite movie, The Breakfast Club was also set in high school and probably dealt with like insecurities as well. But those are like the recent stuff I can think of at the top of my head. I have a weird story about The Edge of 17, actually. So I think that that came out, I think, when I was almost 17. And first time I went, they carded me. Second time I went, they did not card me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so you, I, I didn't really get into it, actually, the first time I watched it. I was like, I'm not into this. And then I was like, OK, let me try it again. Like, I think it was like, a, like over the summer. And I watched it and like, this is hilarious and hella funny. I loved it. What exactly drew you specifically to the show Euphoria? I know we talked about you watching it, but why did you want to watch it? <laughs> we all know the reason why. If you know me, I'm obsessed with Zendaya. Um, <laughs> maybe like at the time I wasn't, um, not as much as I used, like not as much as I am now, but so Zendaya at the time, okay, so when the trailer, dropped for euphoria the first one it was super cool to watch so that was one of the reason why it drew me too but zendaya she was already getting so big i think the trailer either came out like in late 2018 or early 2019 and zendaya was already and zendaya already done the greatest showman which really shows up her skills and getting out of like a little bit more of like disney i think she just finished casey cooper and then she was um, in that one movie. And then she was in Far From Home. No, just kidding. She was in Spider-Man Homecoming. Yep. And then you saw that she's growing as an artist. And I said, this show looks really cool when I saw the trailer and I'm already obsessed with Zendaya. And then when I saw Euphoria, I was like, I'm mega obsessed with Zendaya. She did such a great job. I'm gonna say right now, she deserved that Emmy, 100%. Yeah, she was incredible in the show Euphoria. And you know, it's, it's pretty hard for, you know, child actors, teenage actors to grow into adult roles. I think we should just mention that it's it's not easy at all to shed that child image. Yeah, she I feel, though, she really grew out and became really successful out of her Disney times because I don't know, some like Disney stars just are not that successful. I mean, I feel like the ones who are mostly successful is I would say top is like Zendaya. And then we probably have Selena Gomez. Yeah, that's pretty much all I could say. But yeah, I agree with you. There's probably others. I just can't think of the top of my head. So what did you think of season one of Euphoria? And then we'll dive into the two specials that have come out to date. Oh my God. Awesome season. Everyone should watch it. I'm promoting Euphoria right now. Please go watch it now. You have to watch it. It's Okay, here's why Euphoria is so great. We have the writing. That's amazing. Oh my Lord. But can we also talk about the cinematography? Like, ah, uh, don't even get me started. Oh my God. And of course, the cast. The cast, all of them, they did a wonderful job. I'm surprised some of them didn't get an Emmy nomination, like Hunter Schaefer and Jacob Elordi. Like, do you remember the last episode where he's just banging his head like on yeah. the ground? Oh my God, like that deserved an Emmy nomination for that, like that specific scene. But, and it was kind of 
weird. Like it was kind of like the director didn't even know. He had like a concussion, I believe. Like Yeah, after- he did. <laughs> And they didn't know. He was just like, oh, he told us he was fine or something like that. I'm like, wow, Jacob Lordy just went hard. He just went hard on that like scene. I was like, that's that's scary. Especially playing that role too, being, playing a toxic character. He did a really good job. What do you think about the character himself, the character of Nate? Oh my God, I I just I just hate him so much. It's it's not right like he's a toxic person what he does to maddie and what he does to jules and that abusiveness that he does to maddie is just god awful it's he puts his hands on her and chokes her and there's marks on her like that is disgusting Mm -hmm. we don't need men like that in our world and first of all i also think there's a theory that like he still likes he actually likes jules even though he like played her but i think he does like her I really do think so. So is he one of those characters that you just love to hate? No, I just hate him. <laughs> okay. I just hate him. <laughs> He's the worst person in the world. What do you think about Faz, by the way? Do you like him? Oh my God, yes, I love Faz. He's just doing his job as a drug dealer. I hope he's okay. Hopefully we'll get our answers in season two if he's like, okay, didn't get shot. What do you think? Do you think he is to blame for Rue's addiction, do you think he's just partially responsible, fully responsible? Do you think that makes him a bad character? I'm gonna, I have to say no. It, it was Rue's choice in the first place to start buying from him. I know, I feel like you're talking about like the scene where she's banging at his door to let him in to buy drugs and she's just yelling and crying. It's not his fault, especially probably when he first met her, he was just like, oh, it's just a kid who wants to buy drugs from me. And they became good friends. And then he started to really care for her around, like he started to be a brother to her. Mm -hmm. So you cannot blame Fez. He's just doing the best he can. I want more answers. I want more like character development for Fez. (laughs) Are there any other characters that you just are dying to know more information about other than Fez? Yes, of course. I want to know more about Lexi. <laughs> that angel from God. <laughs> Do you see her? She's so great. <laughs> She's just like the purest thing of everyone. It's so funny when she gets drunk in the last episode. I was watching some girl on YouTube who was like watching every episode and she does her reaction videos. I think her name is like Internet Mom Ashley or something like that. So she did like a little recap and someone asked her like, who do you think like she's going to end up with? Cause she was like questioning, like Lexi was questioning at the end of the show. Like, how do you know if y'all want to be like with somebody? And um, people were saying that it might be Nate. And I'm like, oh, hell no. I think she's smart enough not to do that. I feel like she's a very smart kid. She literally dressed up as like, what was that character's name? Like Bob? Bob Ross. Yeah, he, she dressed up as Bob Ross. What an angel. No one should mess with Lexi. I think that's the most character, to, like I want to see more of Lexi. If not, I will cry. Yeah, I also want to see what happened with, what's his name, McKay, um, the college student. Yeah, you want to see like, what do you mean? Like you want to see more of him, like more of his brick character development or just like him? Cause he wasn't in the last episode. He wasn't, and although it's implied that uh, he broke up with, what's her name, Cassie? The, mm-hmm. the... I think she broke up with him. I don't know, but like, do you think, like, you know how we had that episode 
about him. Do you think they did him dirty, but not really like having a lot of character development for him? You know what I mean? I feel like they definitely could have done more character development for for him. I mean, they have one flashback about him playing football as a kid, but that's really it. Yeah, I wanted more from McKay. I'm question. Do you think he's gonna come back for season two? I hope so because you know there's just a lot to be told. I mean, he broke up with Cassie, and then there's a story about whether he's gonna survive college football. So I'm really interested to see where his character is gonna go. Exactly. I really want to know. I really want to know too because he is like the oldest one out of all the characters. So he's in college, but we shall see. We shall see. And so. What do you think about the LGBT representation in the show? I think representation for LGBT is amazing. First, I want to say that when I first watched the first episode for like the first time, I did not know Jules was a trans woman. But I mean, Grinder also gave it that away, but a lot of people were so confused that Hunter Shaper is a trans woman. And it's so great because we're actually having a trans woman come on the show and be a good representation for everyone. And she did such a great job. And it blew me away how the chemistry between Rue and Jules was just so good. It was very toxic in a way, but it's great. We need more LGBT representation in like shows and movies. I think they're actually have a lot more cute stories in my opinion than straight ones. <laughs> okay. <laughs> It is cool that they got a trans woman to play a trans woman on the show. And I believe that I read somewhere, what's her name? Hunter Schaefer, the actress's name. Yeah, I believe that the the special part two, she actually co-wrote that episode. It, it really does show in the script and in the writing that this is from someone who has firsthand experience, whether it be the acting or the writing. I, I agree with that too. I'm so glad she co-written it. And it just made sense with, if you watch the special episode of Jules, it just made sense. I'm glad she wrote it because it just felt real. Yeah, and another thing I want to mention is that, I don't know if this is something that you've also experienced, but from what I've seen when they show the LGBT community, it's mostly white people, at least in Hollywood. And so I'm really glad that you know, with Zendaya's character, they got a woman of color LGBT character. Yeah, I agree too. I really, I think that's awesome to have more than just like a white person. I feel like that's a lot in movies and shows, not a lot of a black or Asian gay people. I just see mostly white, but I'm yeah. glad you brought that up. That's a really good statement. You mentioned the cinematography a lot, that it's incredible. I was wondering if you could give any specific examples about that. The first episode, and it's just right in the beginning, Rue snorting some type of drug. It was like from starting from like up in the, like the roof and goes down and she's just snorting it. And then it just swirls into her at a party. If you know what I'm talking about, if anybody knows what I'm talking about, you know. And then I'm trying to think more, or like the party scene, the frat party scene where McKay and Cassie are dancing, there was a little swirl and it transitions to like another part of them in the party. McKay like commits to her, I love you. So cute. That didn't last long. <laughs> no. No. Um. Yeah, I, I or and a lot of the, like the circus, the circus like scenes, they were amazing. I think that was like the best 
the best episode. A lot of people have been saying that. It's like one of the best episodes on Euphoria. Yeah, and the carnival episode, you know, the, there's such a long take. I don't know if it's actually a long take or this edited like Birdman, but it is such a long take with so much going on. And it's incredible how they were able to do that. I imagine it'd be stressful. I know they probably had some cuts, um, but they did such a great job. Yeah. And a couple of other examples that I want to mention is when Jules, you know, gets on the train and leaves, then the camera switches to a camera. Uh, it, it's made to look like the train is pulling away from Rue. That was incredible because it kind of shows, you know, distance between the two. It's it's amazing. And also, oh, my God, can we talk about that season one finale with the choir? What did oh you think God. about that? It was Ah, uh, I was just like, no, because it ended like that. And I was like, no way. And I know it brought a lot of questions if Rue is dead. No, she's not dead. But um, yeah, no, I, it was just kind of weird, like how it ended, because like, that's not what I thought, how it was going to end. Like, I love the show, but I think the last two or three episodes were like a little, little jumbled up. But I understand kind of like why they did it. Like, I, I think... Go ahead. Yeah. I agree with you that it is a little bit jumbled up. Like that episode where they show Nate playing football and also at the winter formal. The editing, I mean, obviously it's shock rate and whatnot, but it was super hard to tell what was going on for me personally because they, they kept jumping back and forth between all these stories at the winter formal and before and after. Yeah, they really did. Like Cassie's abortion. Bez is like uh, robbing that doctor's place. Um, I feel like there were some things they probably would just been like, okay, we're gonna cut this out. Like that should have been done. Like Cassie's like ice skating thing was so beautiful and I understand why they put it in there, but I think it should have just been out. Yeah, you're gonna go say something, right? Before I accidentally interrupted. Oh no, you're good. I honestly don't remember, LOL. <laughs> so what do, what do you think the choir itself means? Because I have no idea what to make of the choir, why there was a choir. All these questions you're asking me, I have done so much research. You do not understand the obsession I have. Yes, so on the, on the internet, we learned that these people, the choir people, Sam Levison said, these are the people that relapse and I don't think they survive or they did survive. So Rue is surrounded by people who relapse because she relapsed on the last episode of season one. So that's her. And that's why people were questioning if she was alive or dead because during that whole like music theme, she's with her family, but her sister and her mom don't interact with her, but her father interacts with her. So everyone's like, is she dead? Is she dead? And I'm like, and I was like questioning that too. I'm like, oh my God, please don't tell me she's dead. Cause like that wouldn't make sense why the season would continue. The show would continue. But he, Sam Levinson was like, no, she's not dead. We promise. So yes, that's what it means. The choir means people who relapsed. Let's move on to the two specials. Part one, Rue, part two, Jules. And so part one, I remember you on Instagram were like really emotional because of part one. It left you in tears, I believe. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> Just like that, like last part where she's just like, people are so mean or something like people like are so unloyal or something like that. And I was like, I felt that hard. I felt that so hardcore. Sorry if that was too loud for you in your ears. <laughs> Don't worry about it. But yeah, I think 
Ali, I I love Ali's character, and it's it gives her a lot of you know prep talk and kind of straightens her out as to why she's addicted, why she blames herself, and you know just a lot of unpacking here from Ali's side. And you know I think this is something that the specials do really well is that they give us so much information about characters. Like in part two, you know it reveals so much information about Jules. It makes you rethink the entire thing, and so. Same thing here in part one with uh, with Rue and Ali because we we learn so much about Ali. It's just incredible. Yes, I was actually really excited to learn more about Ali, and Euphoria does a great job like developing characters. Like I wish I could do that, but it was just nice to just hear what Rue's thoughts were, especially the aftermath of when Jules left her. Like that, that like that hurts. And it's you know so sad though. She was doing drugs. She's doing drugs again. Yeah, it's sad. And another part I want to mention is that when Ali is outside talking to, I presume, family outside, and Jules is just not sorry, not Jules. Rue was just sitting in the diner, staring at him alone. That broke my heart. Oh my god, that song! First of all, I was so surprised Jules texted her. I literally was watching it, and I just. You know that message came up. I was like, "No way, no way!" And then I was like, "I need more answers now." <laughs> Did you think that Jules might not come back? Did that ever seep in your head at any point? After okay, so when season one ended, every I think a lot of people were really mad at her. Even Hunter Schaefer was really mad at Jules. And no, I knew she was going to come back. She plays an important role in Rue's life that they can't get rid of that character. What do you think of part two? Was it better than part one? Yeah, I I think so. Here's the thing. I can explain why, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We already know how Rue felt. And we've been always knowing that since season one. You know what I mean? It's all about like her. Like she's the main character. But we don't really know the answers from Jewel's side, like what goes on, on in her mind. And it was so nice to finally get answers. Like, why did Rue leave her? Why is she, why is she so stupid? Does she still like um, Tyler or Nate? And it broke my heart a little bit. I'm glad that like she explained that she still has feelings for Tyler and it just hurts. Like she'll never get over that. We don't know when she will, but she was catfish and she got hurt and she went through crap like through season one. So it was just nice to actually just see and hear Jules' like side of the story. And I also think since the first episode was just Rue and Ali sitting in a diner, that this episode of Jules was more. Like we see the past a lot, which was crazy. And then we just see her at the beach. That was like more euphoria style, like jumping from cool action shots. This is just a prediction or an assumption is that they filmed part one during COVID. And so maybe that's why they weren't able to do that many flashbacks, flash forwards, whereas part two, they started to relax a little bit and get a hang of the COVID guidelines. Yeah, I think so too. I think they filmed actually in around summer. I could be wrong. If I remember seeing footage of them, I could be wrong. But yeah, I think so too. I think... I watched an interview of Hunter Schaefer. She was like on a road trip somewhere and she was kind of like need a refresher. And then she wrote the script with Sam Levinson and then they got the shooting. So yeah. 
I think it's just sad that Rue had to go through addiction and withdrawal, it seems like. And it's just a really good message to like tell people, or, like it affects people around you. It affects you the most. Like, and if you need a help, like go get help. You know what I mean? She really didn't get help. She was forced to go to these places. And it's just sad that it's just sad that she relies a lot on Jules. And that's where we can hear the both those episodes where Jules also explained that like she felt really pressured from Rue. And if Rue was gonna do drugs again, she might relapse and Jules be so concerned, very pressured about like her life. And that was shown through the last episode. And so do you have any predictions for season two? Oh, I thought about a lot. I don't really know if McKay's coming back at all, to be honest. I really don't think he had a lot of character development. Also, I just did not like him as a character. I was rooting for him casting in the beginning. As the as it went on, he didn't really show he was a good boyfriend. Well, also Cassie cheated on him too, so she wasn't a good girlfriend as well. So that's one thing too. But I think Cassie is gonna be staying pure for a while. Lexi's gonna probably get a boyfriend. I'm ho- crossing my fingers. Bez is gonna be okay. I hope so. Yeah. Nate needs to go to jail so bad, but he probably won't. Ugh, this is hard. They left it with a lot of questions, like what's gonna come up next. But there is a question that is hitting really hardcore for the Euphoria fans. In the beginning of the season, there's a picture, a portrait of the Jacob family. So Nate, Jacob's family. And there's three kids, not two. So people are questioning, who is the third child? People are saying it's Ashtray or Feds. And I'm like, nah, nah. No. No, it can't be. But hopefully, hopefully we will find out. Hopefully we find out and... I'm also curious about what happens with Maddie because I believe she stole one of Nate's dad's DVDs, presumably the one where he has sex with Jules. And so I'm just really curious about where that's going to go in season two. She might blackmail Nate. I don't know. But, um, oh, also Kat. We totally forgot about Kat. Oh, yeah, Kat. Kat, I feel like her and her new boo, I like that boo, um, they're going to be going out for a while hopefully it works out but i think her past life of her you know dancing on Pornhub, will come back to haunt her oh yeah i'm imagining that um are they boyfriend and girlfriend her and the guy i would just say they're going out they i feel like they haven't labeled it yet yeah so i feel like he might find her videos or something else that might happen is that you know Everybody at school is going to find out that, you know, she lied about her not being in that video that got leaked at the beginning of the series that, yes, this is actually her. Oh, I totally got you. Yeah. You know what's so funny? There's another theory. You know how, I think it was like the last episode, Cat got naked in front of that person who didn't show up his camera, that deep, weird voice. Oh, yeah, the deep people, voice. People are saying it's Nate's dad. And I'm like, no way. No Oh my god. Please don't be Nate's dad. I know. What if it's like her boo? What if it's like her boyfriend? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Where did you hear about this theory? Oh, just from like other people and probably like the, something around the internet. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of stuff that could go wrong for, for Kat in season two. And can I just say that 
I know a lot of people like cats, you know, who are like super famous on fanfiction.net or Wattpad or what have you. I know so many people like that. Oh my god, I remember having Wattpad too. I used to write some stuff about One Direction. Oh my like, no, no. We're not gonna talk about it, okay? Not, let's move on, let's move on. Thank you, guys. I'll just say one thing. I know so many people either on this podcast or in real life outside of the podcast who have written One Direction fan fiction. It, it was a huge thing back then. That's all I'll yeah. say. Let's move on. You know what? Like a movie was based off a of One Direction fan fiction, right? What? What movie? After. It's called After and they have a second movie called After We Collided. It's a series. It's on Netflix. It's so bad. But it's, I watch it because it reminds me of Harry Styles. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Yeah, let's let's please move on. <laughs> so, Jessica, do you have any other final comments about Euphoria or anything we forgot to discuss that you'd like to mention? No, I think we're good here. I think we all my thoughts. All right, Jessica Cook, thank you so much for your third time on my podcast. This time to talk about Euphoria. I'm sure it's on a lot of people's minds right now, so I'm glad we could talk about it. Yeah, no, thanks for having me. I'm glad you asked me to be here, especially for Euphoria. Thanks for not.